The hero of empathy. He gets up and plays. Is that what it said? It did. Hero of empathy. Can I be the hero of empathy? I know. I very much want to. The next, I get up and play. The next uh, Zelda certainly needs to feature the hero of empathy. <laughs> David, do you have the do you have the time on you? Seven thirty eight in the PM. And whenever we're gonna release this, let's say like Friday, do you know when when that might be? Uh what time on Friday? Uh no, just like, you know, what what date Friday would be. Oh that's gonna be October the second? October, you say. October, sometimes also known as I'm sure that's gonna come <laughs> great in audacity. God. It's fucked. It's fucked already. I can see it. It's so big. I need. I need to go away a little bit. Okay, I'm gonna try it again. Okay. That's probably a little bit better. Yeah. No. Then then it just blow out my microphone like that last one did. Recording issues aside, it is spook month, y'all. It is. It is officially the time for spookings and creepings and crawlings. And potentially crawlings. Yeah, it's it's spooky month. Let's put some spooky noises here. Uh, I will have certainly put some some cackles and lightning strikes in our uh, our intro song. At Maybe this point. a nice organ. No, we'll definitely open with the <laughs> filmed in front of a dead studio audience. <laughs> had, to, had to bring that one back. That was beautiful. Thank you. Uh, yeah, it's fucking Spooktober, y'all. And uh, I'm a big fan of Halloween. I know you're not a big fan of fall in general. Yeah, yeah, I'm kind of the... That's one of my one of my hot takes on life. Sure. Is that fall is not all it's cracked up to be, tell me about your Tell me about your thoughts on Halloween, though, because this is this is a very fun month for me. I loved Halloween as a kid. Okay, all right. Great. We're, on, we're on the same page. Now that I'm an adult, I get costume anxiety. Okay, interesting. Yeah. Why is this? Uh, I just feel the pressure to make a really good costume, and I just I don't know how to make a good costume. I'm just that's bad at certainly it. true. There's a lot of pressure as an adult to make like an Instagram worthy Halloween costume. Mm-hmm. What if I just want to go as fucking a ghost or like Sora from Kingdom Hearts? The, those are two very different things. <laughs> <laughs> those are two very different levels of of costuming there. One's a sheet, the other is just angst personified. <laughs> the the ghost is certainly low effort, but if I tried to say to my partner, hey, uh, I know you want to go as something cute and cool and relevant, but I think I want to go as Sora from Kingdom Hearts, this anime-inspired video game character, what do you think? I, I just don't know that her response would be, yes, I'd like to dress up as Kairi. I think her response would be, you need to dress up as a fucking tiger because I'm going to be Carol Baskin and we got to post a good Instagram about it. God damn it. <laughs> not to disparage. That's not, that sounded awfully, awfully pessimistic. I don't mean it that way. <laughs> I'm just saying that like, I don't know that Sora is going to come across very well for most people. On, on How would you do a Sora costume? Just like wear oversized shoes and hold a key in your hand. That's pretty close. I think you'd need the wig pretty like the spiky haired thing. I yeah. think you definitely need that. Yeah, spiky hair. Um, lots yeah. of chains. I would need to buy like a chain wallet. Chain again. wallet, yeah. Oh, he had so many. He did have a big chain, didn't he? Got a, a lot of them from what I remember mm-hmm. hanging from interesting places. Like some parachute pants. Yeah, big old pants, red. A jacket. Um, I, like a, a leather jacket, jacket. For sure. I guess it depends on which canonical Sora you're playing as. But That's true. I think. You know, the, the Sora from Kingdom Hearts 1 is probably probably what you got to go with. And then just a duck and a dog. And then I could dress up one of my dogs as a dog and then another one as a duck. <laughs> dress up one of my dogs as a dog? As a dog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. How, you That's do, great. how do you dress up a dog as a dog? Uh, I'd assume you put a dog costume on him, right? <laughs> how do I dress up like a dog? I dress up like a dog by putting on a dog costume. I assume it's the same thing. That would be... Maybe one of my favorite costumes ever if I saw that. I dressed my dog up as a dog. As a dog. He Isn't really he wanted cute? to be a dog this year. <laughs> he really wanted to be a dog this year, so he's a dog. Maybe he wanted to be like a famous dog, though. Mm, like a Lassie or Balto or... Or a Goofy. Or Goofy. Yeah. 
<laughs> I don't think either of ours were particularly good goofies. No, I don't think what so. What other good famous dogs could you dress up as? Um, Airbud, Airbud, Airbud. Airbud's a good one. Can't believe I forgot. Slamson, the tiger or the lion. Slamson. That's not a dog, is, but Slamson. He's a very good basketball animal, but I don't know that he's a dog. He seems to be a tiger. He's a lion. He's a lion. He's the king of the jungle because he's the king's. Snoop, Snoop Dog. That's important. Cerberus, <laughs> that's, Cerberus. That's important. Snoopy, Snoopy. True. A little Beth- Beethoven. Beethoven. That's a good one. Toto. Blues from Blues Clues. What are we doing here? Come on. Mm, Come you on. could dress up one of your dogs. Just spray paint one of your dogs blue, and then you just yeah. dress up as Steve. And I will dress up as Steve. So you know we're With we're a little coke line underneath your nose. <laughs> we're approaching good Instagrammable things, and I still want to dress up as Sora or Riku or Kyrie from Kingdom Hearts. No, what you do is dress up as Steve, and you have a coke mm. line under your nose, and also uh-huh. like a chain around your ankle. Because like he's arrested. Because he's on he went to jail. Rest. I just want to dress up as sore. I don't want to make no. a fucking plug. You have to be Steve. Though. You have to be Steve in blue. Sorry. Arrested Steve. Arrested Steve. Steve trying Pun- to live the punish glory. Steve. Punish Steve. Fuck. <laughs> there it is. There's the Hideo shout out. <laughs> it happened again. I'm sorry, everybody. But it's just too good of a joke. Okay, goddammit. It's video game optimism. It's the video game Optimus. No, it's the Optimus video game variety show where two best friends talk about the wonderful world of gaming. My name is Chase, and I'm going to go as Sora for Halloween, maybe. Blue cl- Blue's Clues 5, starring Punished Steve. <laughs> What's your name? You had Solid Steve. You had Naked Steve. Now you have Punished Steve. Also Liquid Steve. Also Liquid Steve. I'm David. I don't know what I'm going as for Halloween. Maybe I'll yeah. go as Chase. Ooh, a little a little pod swap, huh? Pod swap. Swap pod. Anyway, welcome to fucking Spooktober month. We're going to make it a good month for the pod because uh, we like Halloween and video games tend to, uh, they do a pretty good job with Halloween, I feel like. They, there's, some, there's definitely some good stuff in here. Video games are the spookiest medium of entertainment for me. Oh, yeah, because there's a certain amount of control. You can get real spooked in there. Yeah, by far. Like movies, TV shows, I'm I'm okay. I'm chilling. Sure. Spooky video games hit a different chord with me. They hit different. That is true. They hit different. So I'm, that's something I, that's one thing I love about video games. Sure. Yeah, spooky absolutely. Ones. Optimistic takes only here about spooky video games. There you go. So welcome. Welcome to Spooktober. It's here. Finally. This episode, we got a couple of things. We're obviously going to talk about the freshest games we're talking about, like we usually do, and then we're going to do a uh, a good game segment about a spooky game, which is a good representation of the month because it's Spooktober, y'all. Uh, anyway, do you have any? Uh, have you been playing video games, David? I have been. Please indulge me. Tell me what video games you've been playing. I am one hundred percent a Witcher boy now. Oh, whoa! A little shift. You've been kind of dipping your toes recently. It's grabbed me by my throat because it just looks so good on my tv <laughs> it is astounding how good this game looks on my television yeah your fresh tv i turned on my dynamic tone mapping holy <laughs> mackerel this game looks good everybody wow wow it's it's really one of the biggest shifts in enjoyment in a game i've had just from the picture quality like it's it's astounding the technological leap has has pushed you into a, a more fun zone it really has it's just so much more immersive i can see so many more details of like and just like the love they put into this game like just so many small things that they do that make it just very special as i've said before the stink lines really pop the stink lines really pop especially <laughs> when you do just like a random side mission and a turns into like this two-hour extravaganza where you end up fighting a vampire at the end yeah where you're just they like, got they got great side quests in that game got great side quests did you play that one with the coroner uh yeah no it was that was a particular thrill when 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 his old student came in and was like yo you haven't aged a day i'm like this motherfucker's a vampire it's a vampire yeah this motherfucker is definitely a vampire which is by the way spooky real spooky and also by the way super tight yeah so i'm just i'm all in on the witcher now i'm in skellige and i i had to just stop playing when i got to skellige there's already like dragons in the distance i'm like oh fuck up these dragons are there dragons <laughs> or wyverns or something like that i don't know if they're they're like legit dragons they seem like a little different shape you don't know the genus quite yet yeah we'll see what my witcher sense says when i get over there <laughs> 
probably it's, it's probably going to say it's going to kick your ass once you walk up to it. Most likely, I might have to retreat back to somewhere else. I feel like when yeah, once you get to is it Skelligag or Skelligag? Skelligag. Welcome back to the Gape Cast, baby. <laughs> this is the Gag Cast <laughs> oh, no. now. How did you get there? How did we just arrive at the you Gape said Cast Skelligag. again? Skelligag, not Skelligape. But I mean, gag, gape. They're both three letters. They both start with Who's a G. Who's counting, baby? You know, they're both oh, vaguely Christ. sexual. Sure. I feel like once you get there, the game is like in full steam ahead mode. Okay. I was pretty uh, hyped on The Witcher by that point. I'm I'm hyped on it. I'm there. Like, I, I think the game is definitely good, but it took a second to grow on me for sure. Like, uh-huh. I wasn't one of the people that loved The Witcher right out of the gate. Same. I was just like, I, I checked to see how much time I'd put into the game already until I got to this point. It'd been 45 hours already. Yeah, it's a, it's a long time. Like, it's a slow burn. It's a slow burn for sure. And I think for folks who want to just like soak in another world, it's really good. But it takes a second for it to get there for me. Yeah. I have to kind of like buy into the, the conceit of the game. And so once I got to that point, I felt like it was just firing on all cylinders. Like the writing was pretty good. The characters are all really great. The side quests are really good. Um, mm-hmm. And like everything, everything felt fairly impactful. Yeah. But like right when you're like just fucking around in Velen or like in the beginning like swamp area it's like what like what am i even doing out here what's a drowner yeah. why are all these things happening yeah exactly. can they show nipples in a video game why is any of this going on right now <laughs> they most certainly can't show nipples apparently in video they game. can yeah they show them as much as they want okay any other video games you're playing yes yes players un player unknowns battleground you're playing PUBG on the playstation 4 wow okay with cross-platform Wow, so you're getting blasted by the PC boys. I'm getting blasted. <laughs> Just in general. <laughs> Blast, yeah. Some of our friends visited us visit us this weekend. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, okay, what do we what do I play? Like what yeah. what can I get that we can like at least switch back back and forth? Because no sure. games do couch fucking co-op anymore for shooters, which is a my my video game pessimistic thing of the week. Just give me back <laughs> my shooters that I can play with friends on the couch, guys. Come on. Come on. Kids these days. All right. right. I got it all out. I'm back to being okay. a pot to miss. But thank you. Please. PUBG's fun. It's hard, but it's fun. I got. Yeah. <laughs> like with all of those games, I somehow always, I can make it to the end somewhat consistently. Yeah. By just not shooting people. I just kind of slip through the cracks. I'm slippery. I found that. I find that true in most battle royales. Like you can kind of just like not engage for most of it and you're fine. Yeah. Just let everybody else kill each other. And then you just try and do something at the end. Like I got second place with my team with that one time. And all I did mm. was follow this guy who obviously had been playing a lot. And it felt like I was following Jason Bourne around the map. Because he's just like sprinting everywhere, like throwing me, throwing me stuff. And he's like trying to communicate to me. I'm like, I don't have a microphone, dude. <laughs> and he's just like looking at me, like throwing me like uh, guns and weapons and stuff. And he just sprints like behind a tree. And I'm just, I'm just following like this machine of a man. It was yeah, impressive. Sure. It was impressive. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was fun. Jesus Christ. Jesus, Jason Bourne. Jesus Christ, it's Jason Bourne. <laughs> so that was fun. Played that, yeah. and we switched back and forth a little bit. And then, you know, the first time I played, I just did terrible, and my, one of my teammates called me a little bitch. So oh. that happened. That happened. Your, that's your, your internet starter pack. Your online starter pack is some, <laughs> yeah. some person younger than you has to call you a little bitch. I just had no idea what I was doing. I'm just yeah. like, what what do I do here? And that's always difficult with those battle royale games because they just drop you in. You're just like... I do wish there was like... You know how with people who are learning to drive, they drive those cars that has a big sign on it that's like, (laughs) student driver. I wish there was that version of it, but for battle royale games where it's like, I've literally never played this game, Mm y'all. Like, can we just maybe go easy on me or something? You know that's not going to happen. That's just going to be like a mark on your back the whole time. Okay, let's let's iterate. You get 200% health... So you can get a little blasted Mm. or like a jump or an extra like blink that you can get out of trouble with or something. You start with like a good armor or something like that. Just please. I'm going to die for sure. Just give me a second. Yeah, I'm 100% going to die here. (laughs) Can you just give me something? Or just a big cone on your head that says student driver. Big cone head. Works. I think that's all I've been playing. Wait, I lied. Big one. Yeah. I'm getting goosey. Oh, yeah, you've been playing uh, Untitled Goose Game. Co-op, I assume? Co-op with Mal. Mm-hmm. She loves it. Okay, She's all just right. like, I love being an asshole goose. It's great. That that game really does deliver on the promise of being an asshole goose. How's the co-op? How does that work? Is it, is it the, did you play the, the single player I never played all? the single player. I think it's the okay. same thing, just with two people. 
Sure. Yeah. Um, it's just that would probably make it pretty enjoyable because it's kind of a hard game, but I bet with two people it's pretty manageable. It's not too bad. Yeah. I just love in that first area when you're fucking with the gardener, mm-hmm. just like going in his little bush, hiding, and then peeking your head up and then quacking, honking at him, and then dun- and then yeah. ducking again, and just like he doesn't see you. There's <laughs> something about that game that really just hits a chord. It's viscerally satisfying. Just everybody agrees that geese are awful assholes. Oh, yeah, you have a history with geese. <laughs> I forgot about this. This must be a strange experience for you. I do have a history with geese. I've seen you defend a group of people from geese. I had to. It was the only option. <laughs> with like a pillow. I think you were the, the geese were coming was, in to eat our bread. It was a pillow. And you defended us with a pillow. My friend was recovering from a concussion. I had to, I, I had to step up. I wonder up. who that was. <laughs> wonder, I wonder who that could be. It yeah. was me. I fell out of a boat real bad. <laughs> yeah. To be to be fair, we were being a bunch of noobs and left our food out because we got hammered. Yeah. True. But that goose hissed at me. You don't. It you did. don't hiss at me. I like. Okay. Hold on. Story time. I, <laughs> I had like woken up and seen the geese fucking around and like rolled over because I think we were just sleeping on the ground, if I remember correctly. We were. Like yeah. there wasn't a tent or anything. No, we were. And so I rolled over and looked <laughs> yeah. at you and you had like just kind of started stirring and you like opened up your eyes a little bit and had like kind of a shit eating grin on your face like, oh, we're in the woods. This is fun. And I said, geese. And you like said, what? It's like, there's geese. And like your eyes like shot open with like this murder glare that I've never seen in your eyes. And you immediately got out of your uh, uh, your sleeping bag, weapon in hand, ready to defend your block from these fucking geese. And you did. You'd like chase these things around. They were trying to put up a fight. But you're like, no, no. I was swinging my pillow at them. They, yeah, th- they, were, they were destroying our supply. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't mean to put you on blast. And PETA, if you could just put your earmuffs on real quick. I think you hit a goose with your pillow. I think you landed a pretty solid blow to one of these geese. It hissed and they started coming at me. Yeah. I'm like, no, dude. <laughs> it was a pillow, everybody. It's okay. The geese lived. It the was geese fine. Lived. Yeah. It was fine. I defended my territory. <laughs> you gave him a good warning pillow I shot. I gave him a good warning pillow shot. It happened. Yeah, did I tell you the time that when my when my sister got attacked by geese when we were younger, and my dad so. literally punched a goose in the face? <laughs> yes, because it was attacking my sister. Factoid. I do remember that. And then people like looked at him like, "Oh my god, that man just punched a goose in the face!" And he's like, I, "I've got to say, it's it's it was probably gotta my be, kid. <laughs> it's got to be pretty hard to punch a goose. There's not a lot of target there in he, the face. He punched a goose right in the kisser, man." <laughs> So you're behind enemy lines at this point playing Untitled Goose Game. I am. Yeah. It's, it's kind of a know your enemy type of thing. Get into their mindset. Understand how they think. Well, that's great. I'm glad you're not having Vietnam flashbacks about it. No, it's quite fun. I'm, yeah. I'm enjoying it a lot. Just being a jerk. Yeah. That's the whole point of the game is just be a jerk. So yeah. Like, okay. All right. What about you? What have you been playing? I've been playing a few things. Wasteland 3 still. So just check that box, still playing it. I think I'm Mm -hmm. getting closer. I want to beat this game very badly. And then two other games. I don't know if you've had this experience where like you've come to define yourself in like a group of friends and they think you're like a certain way. You're like, no, I've got a personality outside of this thing or whatever. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then you do something on your own that's like very much within the bounds of that like stereotype that they've defined for you. Yeah. And then you're like, well, fuck. And then they're just like, ha, look at you. You dingus. You fell right into our trap. You're just who we think you are. Uh Uh-oh. That's about to happen. Oh. David, I've been playing both a roguelike and a roguelike card battle game. (laughs) That is based on Mega Man Legend. Or no, Mega Man Battle Network. Oh my God. You just, you fulfilled every gamer stereotype about yourself, I think, in one fell swoop. I'm so sorry, everyone. Are these two different games or one these are, game? These are two different games. Oh, you, just, you just couldn't get enough. No. Okay. Let's start at the top. Uh-huh. I've been playing a game called One Step from Eden. I don't know how the fuck I missed this game. It came back out in uh it came out in March on Switch. Again, I don't I, I do not know how I missed this. Alright. But it is a game that mechanically plays out very similar to Mega Man, Megal, oh my god, Mega Man Battle Network. Megal Man. Megal Man. I like that. As far as the combat goes, mm-hmm. uh, you have like a bunch of different characters you can select from to start with, and they all have kind of different quirks and the same sort of uh, mechanics, like a, mm-hmm. a, a mm-hmm. 
an attack that they have. And then every battle you win, you draft a new card and um, you keep going through and there's like various levels and shit like that. And you keep just kind of moving through this process. And uh, some of your progress is retained, like you get different points and you unlock different cards, uh, much like Slay the Spire or Monster Train or Grifflands or any of the other things that I have just sunk hours into this year. Mm-hmm. And it's really enjoyable. Again, I, I am shocked that I missed this because it hits so many of my marks. Yeah. But it's really good. Um, I don't think it's getting quite the, the notoriety that it deserves. It's a very good game. So what is it about each one of these iterations of this formula yeah that brings you back because it sounds like it's pretty much the same game every time just with like a different spin i mean it's different like slay the spire is very much a card game okay monster train is it twists it because you have different like units that you can draft and sort of play them in different physical spaces on this train Mm-hmm. This one is different because it does have the active battle system. Okay. Grifflands is different because it does have like a narrative and the the mechanics of the like fights are pretty different than the rest of them. That said, the thing that ties all these together is drafting cards. I don't know why that feels good, but good God, does it feel good. Mm. And I think, so you'll see card games and roguelikes, like card drafting games and roguelikes put together really often. Yeah. And I think the... The draw of that pun intended is that uh, is that you can kind of experiment with different ways to make different your builds. deck like yeah like different builds that yeah. you don't have to go through like the whole game to figure out if that works well like mm-hmm. I'm playing Wasteland three right and I've realized like 20 to 30 hours into this game that I've probably built one of my characters pretty wrong mm. and that they're almost useless other than like this one thing they can do yeah. But it's 30 hours in. I can't go back and do this over again. You can't respect them at all? Not really, no. Uh, like I, I would need to really reset shit to do it over. Whereas roguelikes offer, uh, in deck building games specifically, it's like you can try with all these different kind of materials and mixtures to make something that's really interesting. Mm. And if it doesn't work, sure, okay, then that doesn't work. And you get to start You're gonna over You're going to go again. again. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So there's kind of this thrill of trying to figure out like, not the perfect game, but one that works really well. Uh-huh. And one step from Eden definitely does that of like, you you get to draft all these different powers and see which ones work well together. And then you kind of figure out like, okay, well, if I'm going to play this character, I should only be drafting these kinds of cards. Or if I want to do this kind of build, then I want to go in this direction or whatever. So it's pretty satisfying from a, from a mechanic standpoint. Sure. In the same way that like Dota or something is, right? Like once you're yeah, yeah. familiar with how the mechanics work, it's it's fun on its own, right? Okay. Right, have um, you ever played, uh, sorry, just one mm-hmm. question. Have you ever played Dominion, the card game, the like yeah. board game? Yeah, very pretty similar to me, honest. Like the same say, sort you'd of probably love that game. I, I think, so I do like Dominion. I've, I've definitely played that before. Um, the same thing with like, what is it, Hero Clicks or something like that? The like Marvel mm. board game? Uh, like, yeah, 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 yeah. That one's pretty good too. And I think what I like about a lot of the digital deck building games is that it happens so quickly. Mm. Like, I don't really have to be super familiar with the mechanics to get into a new one. Because mm. I kind of know that, like, well, I have to draft a card and it's going to show me essentially my choices. And then I can just move on and see what works versus, like, having to, like, really understand the uh, the intricacies of Dominion or or uh, Hero Clicks or something like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Gotcha. So, yeah, very, very fun. Um, and then the other one I've been playing is Hades. You're in that, huh? I'm in that. So I had played this maybe a year ago. I don't exactly remember when they went into beta, but there was a beta in the Epic Game Store, uh-huh. maybe like six months to a year ago, where they put out a lot of this game and uh-huh. said like, hey, we're doing a beta. Come check it out. And I've definitely enjoyed the rest of Super Giants video games. Like Bastion was fucking great. Transistor was also very good. Mm-hmm. I actually didn't play Pyre. I don't know if you play that one or not, but no. it's like a basketball game almost. Basketball. It's very, it's interesting. So yeah, I, I like all those games. And so I was like, I'll check this out. And so I played it for a while and essentially got to like the quote unquote end of the game in beta. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, this game is really great. Like I, I enjoyed it quite a bit. The mechanics of it are really satisfying and then kind of put it down. And I saw like for a while that they were putting up updates and, you know, different things were coming out and I hadn't really given it a second look mm-hmm. um, because I thought like I'd experienced what most of the game had to offer. And then um, I saw a handful of outlets saying that they were covering this game and checking it out. And so I was like, all right, well, maybe I'll look at this again. So I was on switch said, okay, let's rock and roll. Downloaded it. And I was like, I'll check it out. See if it's fun. Mm-hmm. And then I like went through one of the runs. I was like, yeah, that's pretty fun. It's definitely similar. 
uh, to what it last played. And I was like, okay, I'll play a second run, see how it goes. And then uh, I went white behind the eyes, blacked out, and I just beat the game today. So, oh my God. I don't, I don't know what happened, but it's a very good game. <laughs> okay. All right. They've added a lot. They've added a lot since I played it in the beta. There's a lot more narrative. There's a lot more like kind of closing the loop on like what makes it a fun roguelike versus just like the mechanics being very good. Cause most of the, like, you know, the, the attacks, the weapons and the dodge roll, those were all there in the mm-hmm. beta. And so like the playing the game was very fun, but I think they did a really good job of tying the, why you want to continue playing this game over and over and over again back in on itself. So I, I, I don't know. It's, it's, it's just such a great game. I'm really enjoying it. Okay. Yeah. I've only heard good things of it about it so far. Yeah. I mean, if you're, this is, I feel like I wouldn't recommend a ton of roguelikes to people because I could definitely see how like something like Slay the Spire or Dead Cells or like something like that could get pretty tedious. But I think this one's a really, really good example of a great roguelike. So if you have the time, you should check it out. I've been thinking about it. It's worth it. It's on Switch, you said? If you, yeah, it's on the Switch. Um, it's on a bunch of stuff actually. So you can you can get it a lot of places. If you've played other, Super Giants other games, you should definitely give this one a look. I've never played their other games. Are they all are they all roguelikes? No, Bastion was more of like a level designed game. It mm-hmm. like played a little bit more traditional. The big draw of that game was that like the narrator was a big deal. The narrator. Yeah, like it would narrate exactly what you're doing, like very specifically. Like, oh, this guy died a bunch of times and then tried this level again, or he changed up his equipment because he thought it might suit this level better, or something like that, right? Like kind of giving you hints and stuff. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. So it came out in 2011. So definitely that early part of the decade where like indie games were kind of becoming their own thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it was just fun that they. I think Supergiant is really good at making mechanics feel good. So that one was good. They put out uh, Transistor, which was like kind of a real-time strategy sort of thing. Um, mm-hmm. Also pretty fun. Pyre was interesting. It was like a, like I said, like a basketball game almost. Okay. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I feel like Hades is, they, they've sort of returned to the isometric 3D like action fighting game and they, ju- they just do it so well. It feels so dang good. All right. Yeah. Hades is fucking good. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Is, uh, is Hades spooky? I mean... Why are you asking is the, me? Is the underworld spooky? The underworld is definitely spooky. Come it's on. spooky, so we can we can qualify this as like Spooktober still. I'd say so. Okay, good. Let's let's add a little Spooktober flair. Spooky. But you should go if you want a little bit better of an explanation. You should go listen to uh, Into the Aethers. Hey, shout out, shouts out. They did a very good episode about pretty much only Hades as <laughs> their most recent episode, um, and it's it's a pretty good discussion about it. So go listen to them. All right, sweet. This will bring me into my podtimistic thing of the week, David. Yes, and that is I'm going to defer to someone else this week. Oh, okay. Who is it? The Quote, summer spirit of pontimism. No, in fact. The fall fall spirit of positivism? Quote, My podimistic thought of the week. When your Xbox doesn't connect to the internet for two weeks, it powers on by itself in the middle of the night and and it makes a bunch of noises, so you unplug it. The next day, you plug it back in and it installs an update and connects itself to the internet. Sometimes, Xbox Jesus takes the wheel. Praise be to the drowned god of Xbox. What's dead can never die. That's by Drew Scoggins. (laughs) Who texted me his... The drowned uh, god of Xbox. <laughs> what is dead may never die. True words never spoken, Drew. Uh, that is that is from Drew. So he he gave us his podmistic thing a week. Of that was beautiful. Week. That so was beautiful. I, I, yeah, I appreciate him sending that one in, which made me also realize if anybody has any podmistic things of the week, tell us. Yeah. Because that's cool. Share your podmism with the world. Let's 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 build a little podmistic fire over here and you can throw your podmism logs on a, there. A pod bonfire. A pod fire. A pod bonfire. Anyway, so I pod thought this fire. one was a great one because uh as I texted back to Drew, there was a little little uh period of time there where updates were a fucking problem. And they still kind of are. Mm -hmm. Um, but internet speeds have gotten a little bit better so that helps but sometimes xbox do kind of take the wheel a little bit and be like hey i got this one like don't worry about it i'm gonna update this you turn me on next time it'll be fine we'd be good we'd be good um playstation does it every now and then if you put it in rest mode it'll Uh just like download some stuff while you're sleeping Mm -hmm. because those update files are pretty big they take a while it it can take a little while Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I appreciate that they've uh, they've updated that a little bit. I also love when video games are like, hey, we're downloading this new game, but uh, we're about 20% in. If you want to play like the first level, you can. 
Mm-hmm. That's yeah. that's a great feeling because yeah, it, it'll good. still be downloading in the background, but you can just like you know race your car around one track just or get punch in like one dude in the head. Get or in the warehouse and play that. <laughs> or skate around in warehouse. That actually did happen. That was a thing. That's a true thing. Yeah, yeah. that's what happened to me. It was great. Um, okay. Do you have uh, a pontimistic thing? Something's yes. fueling your sense of pontimism. Do you? I do. What is it? It's another one of our friends. Ah. And this is this is a tale of redemption. Okay. It's a tale of redemption. <laughs> All right. Tell me about it. A man who had strayed from the path of uh-huh. righteousness and video games. Sure. Said he said in the past, I don't need video games. Ooh. I don't need uh, them anymore. I've abandoned my boy. I've abandoned my child. <laughs> I've abandoned my boy. That's what he said about video games. He <laughs> cool. had split. Okay. He had split getting a Nintendo Switch with a friend mm. and said, nay, I need not this Switch any longer, for I am an adult man now. Who does not play video games. I do adult man things, such as buy motorcycles <laughs> and get jobs at Pacific Gas and Electric. Sure, yeah. But lo and behold, as this man comes home from work tired <laughs> and drained from the day, who does he turn to but El Video Juego? <laughs> So I would like to welcome back Jahan. Jahan Amir Bahimi. Into the fold of video gamers. Wow. Welcome back, brother. He's back. Did, oh, wait, did Jahan get a Switch? Is that what happened? Uh, I think he moved back in with a friend who has right. video games and is like, I'm playing games again, baby. And I'm like, I knew you'd be back. Nice. A great addition. Jahan is, uh, it, I, I'm sure some of our listeners have like a core group of friends that used to play video games a lot. I'm mm-hmm. sure you recognize this group of friends. Um, Jahan was a group of, or uh, in our group of friends who used to play a lot of Minecraft. That's one of my core memories of playing video games with Jahan. Yep. That's, that's and, a big Smash one. and Smash, and Smash and Smash Bros. Band. And Rock Band. So like a, a core member of our, our video game fellowship. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's good news. That's good news. He has returned. He has returned. Mm-hmm. Him <laughs> and his dead is may never die. <laughs> his dead may never die. <laughs> oh man. It fits so many things. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. So that's my that's my optimistic thing of the week. Yeah, sure. That makes a lot of sense. I like that one. Well, being that it's 45 minutes into the podcast, would you like to move on to our main thing? Probably should. It's <laughs> great. Okay, let's go. segment that keeps on giving pod juice pod juice no it's good games david i'm about to hit the pod nos on this one i'm gonna push i'm gonna flip that little lever over push that big red button that says nos on it and kick this podtimism into overdrive (laughs) and go over a jump or something Mm -hmm. because it's good games the segment where we talk about the okayest games of yesteryear gush all the things we love about them and reimagine what it might look like today with unlimited time and money, right? With unlimited time, money, and power. Uh, and being that it is Spooktober, we thought we might do a spooky game. And so we're going to talk about fear. The game. The game. The video game, not the emotion. Yes. <laughs> well, probably, probably a little bit about the emotion, too, I think. Probably right? some about the emotion as well. We're going to talk about fear. This is a spooky first-person shooter. Mm-hmm. So uh, with that, let me hit you with some. Hot this game came out October 15th of 2005. Ooh. Little little deep 15 years ago. Oh man. It's a retro okay. game now. Ooh. It feels bad, man. And it was developed by the company Monolith. And we have talked about Monolith we before. We have talked about Monolith before. Yeah. They did condemned criminal origins. Makes sense. It makes a little bit of sense, right? Like under makes the spooky sense. guys. They made the Middle Earth games. They also published all those games with like the names of Claw and Blood, and that was fucking cool. That was also cool. dug up that they made uh, the they published a game called Rage of Mages, which is very very cool. That's pretty sweet. Love that name, Rage of Mages. Rage of Mages is quite nice. I was also listening to like stoner metal at the time, so it very it fit very very well. What is stoner metal? Heavy and low and very slow. <laughs> um. <laughs> cool the, like the vocals aren't particularly like complex just like skinga bring and then okay yeah 
Who's, who's uh, an example of stoner metal? The Sword. Have you listened to The Sword before? No. You've played Freya, for sure, on Guitar Hero. I have. So that's kind of a, a, a version of it, but it's a little bit heavier. But they, okay. they, I think they're in the genre. Okay, okay. I have a review from our friends at Joe Video. Joe Video. Should we do a stinger for Joe Video? I should have a stinger for Joe Video. They're like a, a they're the third character in the Podtimism yeah. lineup. Usually. You should you should make the what's your stinger for them, Chase? Joe Video, and then some like Parisian music in the background. We'll be oh, oh, oh Joe Video. I don't want to make fun of French people. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of that's kind of fun. I'm sorry, French people. <laughs> But I will be playing some, like, accordion. Not Weird Al accordion, but Parisian accordion. Parisian. There's a difference. Okay. Just play some music from Ratatouille. Ooh. Some of that sl- that soundtrack kind of fucking slaps. No, dude. It's a good movie. It's a good movie. Yeah, it's a good movie. Okay, so I've got a review from Joe Video about fear. I think they reviewed this on the Xbox. Okay. They said, after, oh, hold on. Also, I've mangled it through Google Translate. This is not what they said, no, but I've put it through Google Translate 50 times and uh, really messed it up. So we'll see what they had to say after we've translated a bunch. Beautiful. It says, don't be afraid, but, and then three dots and three exclamation points, when to update as needed. If you already know this game on PC 360, it is not recommended that you buy this game. It doesn't work normally on Sony's control panel. If you don't, it's a life of use, creativity, and cohesion. A hero of empathy. He gets up and plays. Here, you can make the best use of the TV when the robots are off. 65 out of 100. That was a great review. <laughs> the hero of empathy. He gets up and plays. Is that what it said? It did. I, I very much liked that line. I loved <laughs> hero of empathy can i be the hero of empathy <laughs> i know i very much want to the next, i get up and play the next uh zelda certainly needs to feature the hero of empathy <laughs> the hero of time assisted by the hero of empathy it's <laughs> Listen, just sora man, ganondorf probably just had a pretty rough upbringing y'all yeah right can, can you just look at it from his point of view guys come on so joe video thought it was okay i think this this game was definitely reviewed pretty well mm-hmm. specifically back in the day like i saw a lot of like 90s and stuff like that so it's maybe not a okay game but certainly thought it would be interesting to bring up in spooky month most definitely you also uh mentioned that uh, you hadn't played this one i never played this game so i was thinking about making a grilled chase sandwich um yeah please let's uh let's talk about this game or hold on i should probably explain what this game fucking actually is yeah uh before we get there so first of all the mechanics of this game are very much a first person shooter mm-hmm. this was again 2005 so in the the middle of the militaristic first person shooter game so it's very much mm-hmm. of that mm-hmm. era yep you get a bunch of different guns it's it's pretty different from condemned in a sense that like condemned was very much like kind of a brawler almost like it was pretty sparse with the guns that it was giving you but this one's like hey half-life was really good and halo's mm-hmm. pretty good and call of duty's pretty good so like mm-hmm. we're gonna give you a bunch of guns too cool uh and you need to go wander around in the spooky facility and uh shoot some dudes so the the mechanics are very much that uh there's some spooky stuff that happens but by and large it's like a it's a shooter. Yeah, it's a shooter that spooky stuff happens in. You don't really yeah. do spooky stuff, and but spooky stuff happens to you. Right? It certainly does. It okay. certainly does. Got it. Okay, let's let's fry up a grilled ch- cheese sandwich, grilled cheese sandwich. Frying it up. Okay. Fry it up, baby. Fry it up. So, in this time period of so many first-person shooters coming out, yeah. Besides the the spooky aspect of it, did this game mm. do anything unique or interesting to set itself apart from other games? Yeah. I think the the stuff that it does well is stuff that might not look great in hindsight, but at the time was pretty cool. Mm. Um, it had a great bullet time. That was really cool. Sure. You could wander into a room and slow down time and really just like wreck shop with some dudes. Mm-hmm. So that was, I think, definitely novel. It, it, it This was coming out in a time too where like we've said before, like physics was a big deal. Yeah. And so it's like physics engine was pretty good. It played out like honestly kind of like half-life in the way that you would shoot people. And like the, the gunplay was fun from far away or close up in mm-hmm. the way that like kind of that, that like counter-strike engine is. Yeah. And that like, you know, you kind of crouch behind something, try and get your little uh, radical meter down to nothing and then shoot somebody from kind of far away. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that was cool. The uh, the AI is fucking incredible, too. Really? I, like, okay. Watch, watch some clips of this. And uh, the enemies are really trying to get you. 
And mm-hmm. like, it's, it's not in the sense of like, oh, they're going to shoot you very well. It's like dudes will, you know, try and throw like a, a table down or move a bookcase or something and like put some cover between you and them. One of them will try and come around your side and get you and like jump over shit. And it's not just like this pre-programmed thing where they're supposed to do that. Like you can throw a grenade and move some shit and they'll still kind of work with it try and get you real good so the 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 challenge of it was definitely there in a way that in 2005 like you know maybe halo did mm-hmm. well mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in the sense of like the enemies felt like they were really trying to conspire to get you gotcha whereas other games it definitely was like you can kind of just cheese your way through like the hardest difficulty but this one really punishes you for your mistakes and so i, I think the ai was really really good gotcha. for that time specifically okay, okay. but yeah so to to unqualify the question a little bit, I think definitely the biggest thing was the horror aspect aspect of it. That yeah. was the the biggest thing that they were bringing to the table. Mm-hmm. Okay. Did you ever think that the horror aspect or the or the shooter aspect of it kind of let the other take over more of the space of the game? Like, did the horror ever outshine the shooting, or did the shooting ever outshine the horror? Or was it pretty balanced throughout? It was not as balanced. the The shooting definitely took up more space than the horror did, mm-hmm. and I think that's a development time problem more than anything else like the the horror set pieces that they made are pretty specific and scripted versus they can throw a bunch of different kinds of enemies at you and different spaces mm-hmm. and that leads to a, a longer game and more content but the horror stuff they like it's uh they, they really have to like put a lot of effort into it so it's uh as, as far as time goes the shooting definitely takes over a lot of the time but i think something that they did that that they did pretty well is that they didn't like postmark the horror spots behind specific like places or anything like that. Mm. The spooky stuff happens really intermittently and without much warning. Mm-hmm. And so like you could be like fighting a bunch of dudes and then, you know, you go into a hallway or something and it doesn't look spooky. And then it's just out of nowhere, very, very spooky mm-hmm. with uh, the the spooky child girl that they've put in this video game. Oh, damn. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I, I, I think like just a tangent, tangent a little bit about that. I think they were definitely pulling from like the ring and shit like that, which had come out. That was just very much. Yeah. That time period. Yeah. Just the spooky hair girl that uh, tries <laughs> to kill you. The spooky hair girl. That's a great Halloween costume. Spooky hair girl. <laughs> It's like the knockoff, like uh, spirit <laughs> Halloween story. They can't yeah. say it's from the ring. This is spooky, spooky hair girl. You know who we're talking about. Uh, but yeah, they definitely lifted a lot of that design from uh, the ring series or the yeah. grudge or something like that, which mm-hmm. again, for to be fair, was spooky, is spooky. Cool. Um, so yeah, they, they did a great job of kind of sprinkling that in there. So you didn't really know what to expect or when the horror stuff might start happening. Mm-hmm. And so it made it kind of always, you're kind of always on edge for like, I, I think I just killed a bunch of dudes, which seems like it would be an action spot, but maybe it's also a spooky spot. I don't really know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I, I think they did that pretty well, given that like they couldn't make the whole game spooky because so much of it is scripted and so produced, mm-hmm. but I think they did pretty well with what they had. Does fear, is fear an acronym? It is indeed an acronym. <laughs> That's what I remember. What, 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 what was it? First encounter. Assault Recon. Oh, okay. That's Fucking pretty, hoorah, baby. That's, that's, <laughs> hoorah. It's military shit. We're the fear unit, baby. The the story was pretty nuts, actually, which is what that acronym comes from. Uh-huh. You're like supposed to go put down some like supernatural shit that's happening. Mm-hmm. It's 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 pretty good. Not to not to get too much into it, but like some supernatural stuff happening, and the 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 spooky little girl maybe had some sons who you may or may not be playing as one of. Whoa. Whoa. Not a little girl. That's a Not spooky a woman. That's a spooky woman. Uh, it's quite good. I, I enjoyed the, the story. And I think, again, sort of tangentially, but I think if this game was not made in 2005 and didn't need to sell very well, that it would be a pretty different game. Mm-hmm. Like, it seemed like Monolith was trying to make a spooky game first and a shooter second. And they, maybe not necessarily maybe that's not giving them enough credit but they made a very competent shooter but i think they they were aiming for spooky as like that was the first thing like we want to make a horror video game because like i guess doom had been the other one so far like horror was not a very well explored territory for video games as far as first person shooters go yeah there was other horror games but not not necessarily in this way not fps's Yeah. yeah yeah i know there's a sequel but if you were to take this concept 
for a game now. Yeah. Would you add anything? Would you do something different? Yeah, I think like like I said, I think the the concept is a lot stronger. It it holds up a lot better than the mechanics of the game do. Like I was saying, the the bullet time in 2005 was very cool and very interesting, but I think in 2020 is like, yeah, I've seen so many bullet times that this just isn't quite as impressive as it was. Yeah. AI has gotten a lot better. Shooting in general has iterated a lot through video games, and so I don't know that those mechanics serve themselves very well now. Mm-hmm. But the concept is still pretty fun, right? Like this like military outpost who has discovered something that's unleashed some kind of like horrible ancient evil on people right like that right. that's a pretty fun concept that's that fun yeah it's you know maybe not incredibly totally original but still very cool and video games don't always touch on that so mm-hmm. um, i think they could take that concept and iterate on it in a sequel pretty well mm-hmm. i figure it probably looks something like control in the way that like sure controls it can be spooky but it's it's rooted in this kind of supernatural world mm-hmm. or really any of those games right like alan wake would also work here Totally. Just something where the mechanics are a little bit less shooty mm. because I think the the mechanics of giving you a bunch of control like video games as shooters do where you have a very powerful tool of a gun that you're literally using to like shoot people and then also taking that power away by putting very spooky things in front of you can lead to like kind of this salty and sweet mixture. Mm of like interesting mm-hmm. gameplay but i think if you're going to realign those things make something that's just genuinely spooky that you kind of have to commit to one way or the other mm-hmm. because yeah I, I i think that like the the mix of those things isn't it, it's hard to carry you through a whole game by being like oh look at you you can slow down time and shoot dudes and punch guys in the air yeah but also there's this yeah. little girl that's chasing you and she's like all powerful and mm-hmm. you know i i can definitely get the argument that like by comparison it's scary like you're this big powerful person you can't stand you know you can't hold a candle to this terrifying ghost or whatever Mm -hmm. but i do think it's more effective in games like uh god what is that one for gamecube alone in the dark Mm. or silent hill or something Mm -hmm. like that where your resources are incredibly limited Mm. uh and you can really feel like helpless in a lot of these situations yeah yeah or or even in control I i think there's an argument to be made there too that like she's very powerful but there's all these other forces that are crazy and old and big. Yeah, very powerful as well. Yeah, so I, I think if you're going to do a sequel, if you're going to do like a reboot or something, Fear with a two in there or something like that. Mm-hmm. Fear or uh, oh, why don't they just go through the whole the, the whole emotional spec- spectrum, right? Anger. Anger. What would be the acronym for anger? Aggressive, nonsense, gophers, mm-hmm. enticing robots i was gonna say uh-huh. assault ninjas Ooh, wow okay already better <laughs> assault ninjas <laughs> grappling Ooh, assault ninjas grappling every rainbow <laughs> oh wow that was a twist <laughs> oh man that was a bad assault acronym. ninjas grappling extroverted robots extroverted robots very talkative extroverted reindeer very chatty reindeer that really don't like to be alone that much <laughs> just like reading books. i can't take you anymore <laughs> yeah see that's what you could do for a sequel perfect sounds yeah, good yeah, yeah. well they did they did fear two they did they did fear two and fear three as well they did fear three they did i think i played all of these if i remember correctly when, what, when did fear three come out uh fear three. Oh, fear three was good this came out in 2011 2011 i liked fear three it like gave you two protagonists that you could play as and you played through either one and each one had a very different story in the game was one of them a little girl uh no two dudes okay any other questions about fear i think that's it okay that was good let me just do a little a little a little gushing or wait no i may have already done that i think i may have hit all the points oh the only other thing that i wanted to say about fear Mm -hmm. was that it's the mind killer they had a gun in it that you shot somebody so hard that it turned them into a skeleton. Really? And that's just so spooktober. That's fun. It's so deeply spooktober. Party skeletons. It- <laughs> that was my that was my answer to that for some reason. <laughs> I think that uh turning somebody into a skeleton with a gun is uh quite a spooktober thing to do. That it, is like, that is laudatory. It's very spooky. Mm-hmm. Every, we all have these skeletons in us and that's very terrifying. We're all skeletons when it comes down to it. It's spooky. Very spooky. Very spooky. Okay. Well, I think that's I think that's good for fear right now. We're done with you, fear. We're done. Next. 
Thank you, next. Ariana Grande. <laughs> Shout out, Ari. She listens. She's a big fan. Big fan. Big fan. David. Yes. We are on Twitter. We are. And I will post a spooky meme this month. Okay. Cool. I don't know what it's going to be yet, but I bet there will be something October and Halloween themed. Is there going to be a I skeleton? It may be. <laughs> what about a, <laughs> a skeleton? It may be a skeleton. A skeleton. Not to put the cart before the horse, but it may be a spooky skeleton. Probably going to be a skelly. <laughs> So yeah, go uh, go talk to us there if you would like to talk to us. Mm-hmm. If you want to support the show, you can give us a review on probably Apple Podcasts because that's where the vast majority of you are listening. Mm. So that would be greatly helpful. Popular platform. Shout out to the one person in fucking Anchorage, Alaska, who's apparently a big Podtimism fan. What's up, Anchorage? We see you. We out see there you out there doing your thing. Mm-hmm. So appreciate you spreading the Podtimism word out to Alaska. Beautiful, beautiful country appreciate you so yeah i think i think that's gonna do it for us this week but uh before then do you david do you have any video game oh god wisdom do i call it wisdom <laughs> i think it is is it video game wisdom video game wisdom yeah david do you have any video game wisdom i said something earlier didn't i you did i fucking used it all up <laughs> i used i used it all up with what i said earlier now i don't remember because it is a got finite me. resource this video game wisdom i remember okay don't worry if you didn't Get a pre-order for one of the PlayStations or the Xboxes. Because no matter what happens, you'll always have a PlayStation and an Xbox in your heart. No one can take that away from you. That's true. And I honestly, I needed this. <laughs> David, I've secured none of the next generation consoles. I didn't even try. I tried. <laughs> I tried as you might. I didn't I didn't do it. I I had gotten the tweet from Wario64 that like, hey, shit's gonna go live soon. Mm-hmm. And I uh, got up at eight in the morning on whatever day that was to try and get the Xbox, and I did not. Got denied. Got denied. I tried for the PlayStation, but that was gone before I knew it. So I was hoping that Microsoft, Microsoft, would give me kind of a slow pitch <laughs> over home plate, but th- they did not. So Microsoft with CEO Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> What's with uh, all these Xboxes? <laughs> that's my best. That's my best, Jerry. See, the beautiful thing about impersonating Jerry Seinfeld is that no one really knows what he sign- it's sounds true. like. Jerry Seinfeld is a pretty difficult impersonation, but yeah. Jerry Seinfeld? Who the fuck knows? British. That's what Garen said my impersonation sounded like. Sounded a br- he said it was <laughs> British sounding. He was also a big fan. <laughs> Garen shout out of the week. Garen shout out of the week. <laughs> you thought we weren't going to do it. We but snuck we it did. in at the end. At <laughs> the 11th hour. Yeah. Okay, well, great. Uh, I hope everybody's ready for a whole fucking month of Spooktober because it's coming. (laughs) Phenomenal. Phenomenal. Phenomenal.